when you heed the calls and walk in that total devotional trust with Source, with Gaia, it's always honored back in the most miraculous of ways. This is Allison Charles. Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. Welcome back to Woken Wired. I'm your host, Xenia, and today my guest is Allison Charles, a dear friend who is bridging the wisdoms of earth and sky for the modern times through her spirit animal mediumship, through being a TV host, a speaker, as well as through her shamanic PR offerings and third eye certified school. In this episode, Allison shares about being an unconventional shaman and how she came to embrace that and what role Instagram played in it how to know if you're going through a spiritual up-leveling, how to have spirit and your spiritual evolution coexist with your business, and how to go through spiritual evolution and make money at the same time, because we all got bills to pay, and this podcast is about conscious entrepreneurship. How to communicate with unseen realms, how to walk in complete devotional trust even when it's hard, and even when fear comes up. How doing inner work ends up always translating to the outer realm, which is what my conscious social media students know. As in the eight-week program, we dive in between the outer and the inner realms, knowing that the only way that you can make a true difference with how you show up, with how you share your voice, make an impact, and run a successful business is by doing that inner work. And when your inner work is aligned with this outer intention for your self-expression, magic happens. We cover that in our conversation. And then towards the end of the episode, Allison shares about her move from New York City to LA, meeting her divine partner in love, how plant medicine played a role in her coming together with Luke's story, and how over the years they rose from friendship to love. When Allison went public with the announcement of this relationship, and I was already feeling a new wave that was happening in her life with the move to the West Coast, I felt so called to reach out and have her in the podcast for the second time. And she immediately said yes, we were both feeling the same download. And this is the first time she is having this conversation publicly. It's the first podcast interview since she got together with Luke's story. So I'm excited to hold this container for this announcement of this divine union. I know that it will move you as much as it moved me. And if you get curious about Allison's story and how she got to where she is now, go back to episode 15, where I interviewed her about her career more in depth and about listening to signs from the universe and how she finds balance between intuition and strategy when it comes to social media. Before we dive into this conversation, I wanted to share with you that after almost a year of running the Conscious Social Media Program, I've been really keeping in mind all the questions, the feedback, the requests that are coming my way, and I've been working on diversifying the offerings so that there's different price points, so that not all of them are eight weeks. So if there's a specific topic you want to dive into, I can offer that to you through my online programs. So all of that is hot on the pan. It's coming. And in the meantime, the container that I was really called to create first is the Woke and Wired portal. It's a membership portal for conscious entrepreneurs where we gather together for live workshops to dive into specific topics from 
Facebook ads to using your intuition in business to hacking the Instagram algorithm and aligning your brand with you, who you are and what you want to offer, monetizing your offerings and diversifying them. All the things that I have learned over the years, as well as some experts that I have coming on that I can't wait to share with you. One of my biggest takeaways from running the Conscious Social Media Program has been the community and the power of community and the magic that happens in the container when like-minded entrepreneurs who are also deeply on a spiritual path come together to explore what the new paradigm looks like. And the portal is really created exactly for that. We will be doing both very business-oriented experiences together and sharing knowledge in that realm, as well as diving into more the unseen metaphysical realms. And it's really a space for co-creation and exploration And as a Woken Wired listener, I invite you to join us. I'm really following the divine downloads as they come in, but right now I don't know how long it will be open, if it's something that I open for a couple of weeks a year and then close. So if this speaks to you, I really invite you to join today. I'm going to include the link to it in the show notes. So just scroll down, find the link, and I'm excited to see you in the portal. we go. Allison Charles, last time we spoke, you were still the rock star shaman. And there's been so many metamorphoses along the way, starting with your Instagram name, which is something I want to cover as it unravels itself. You have a book coming out, Power Animals. You moved from New York City to LA and you met your divine partner in love and co-creation. Where do you even begin? (laughs) Wow. Yes. Where to begin? Let's begin with the business piece. Let's begin with the uh, yeah evolution of the name. That That's coming in really strong right now. Yes. I remember the last episode that we recorded, you were, I think, in the middle of another chapter of your transformation. And I know that for you, and I wonder if for anyone listening, it resonates, it involves really dropping most of your outer projects and going deep in and doing your own work with the spirit realm and then sort of like a butterfly after a cocoon re-emerging and during one of those massive re-emergences you came out and something within you told you to change your Instagram name and I would like to start there and before we dive in I want to bring to attention that when I've changed, each time I change my Instagram name, it feels like so much more than Instagram. There's a whole process of revival and being seen and unraveling pieces of yourself that maybe we didn't have the courage to unravel before. And when I changed my Instagram handle from Woken Wire to my name, there was a, it felt like a big energetic shift. And so many people after that messaged me and commented saying that it's the same for them. So if you're wondering, you know, why are we even talking about this Instagram handle? It's because I really invite you to look at it as something that is just the tipping point as a outer physical realm expression of a much bigger energetic movement. So Ali, what was your experience with that? Oh, wow. I mean, it's been like, it's been a wild experience. It's been a very, very deep experience right from the very beginning because after my divine intervention, spiritual awakening, you know, I just surrendered into the healing path and it took a while before I aligned with my calling as a shaman, but not long after aligning with that really deep wisdom, truth inside of me, the first visions that great spirit gave me were these visions of my shamanic medicine functioning and a very public higher profile, entertainment, media-based way. And it showed this big, you know, arena, sold out arena, and just all this consciousness magic and big shamanic medicine being conjured with lots of people. And then the download of the name Rockstar Shaman came in in that first vision after aligning with my calling. So I realized the magnitude of that name. I realized that you know, many, many years ago, uh, traditionally, you know, shamans didn't call themselves shamans. 
you know, so I had to do a lot of really deep inward explorations. And I actually journeyed to my main love and light guide who is ascended master Jesus. And in that shamanic journey, the specific intention was to get clarity you know, the basis of this name, is it an authentic download? Is it ego-based? Where is this name coming from? Because integrity and authenticity and alignment with God and alignment with my divine earth mission and truth is of utmost importance always. So I'm always doing these checks. So in that shamanic journey, it was confirmed like so staunchly, like this is why you're here. This is the medicine you're here this lifetime to deliver. So when I switched from my original, like old school first Instagram handle, which was channel magical, (laughs) it's like, feels like not even this lifetime. When I switched from that over to Rockstar Shaman, it was a big move because I understand the gravity and the power of that name. And I understand that on a shamanic level, you know, that name can be triggering to people because it's a you know, it's a part of my thread of birthing this new paradigm and honoring my calling and my truth. So then fast forward, you know, I I had Rockstar Shaman handle for a while, like I want to say, I don't know, maybe a a few years. Time is a, a total blur for me at this point. But then I got the clarity that name needed to shift away. And that was less concrete. It was more just like this more ethereal feeling. And so then I shifted the handle. I really felt in deeply. You and I had a conversation about it, not in an interview fashion, just as friends. And then I shifted it to I am Allison Charles at I am Allison Charles, which is still my name. But, you know, the rock star shaman shifted more to an AKA. So it was you know, Allison Charles, aka Rockstar Shaman for all my intros for talks and all this stuff. But the fascinating thing was during that, you know, couple year voyage, there was something that just kept knocking and gnawing and like talking to me. And it just was this unfinished piece of business for some reason of this maneuvering of the title Rockstar Shaman. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And keep whittling the story down, but it was in that two years where I was also guided into the deepest and longest shamanic initiatory period of my life where spirit showed me after I wrapped this huge project of a massive consciousness uh, pop-up experience in Manhattan. When that project wrapped, I was so clearly shown in a myriad of ways that I needed to cease all previous operations of how my shamanic services were going out into the world. So that meant stopping all talks, stopping all events, stopping all these like spotlight outward expressions of the medicine. And I thought, well, but, uh, but that's how, you know, I've been paying my bills and that's how I've been making a living. But of course I trust, right. You know, you know, kind of more than anyone that I live by the whispers and the calls and I, and I walk in complete devotional trust. So I knew I needed to honor this and I went into a two plus year deepest time of just traversing the root of the root of the root, backest of the root tips of everything, went into the darkest shadows, went into the caves, bat spirit animal medicine was with me, which is all about, yeah, like the cave work and major initiations and rebirths. And it was as I was popping out of that two and a quarter year shamanic initiatory period, which was, I I popped out of it only a few months ago. And I really needed to make a decision because for the first time in my career, I had a team around me, a a team of, you know, managers and social media team and, and PR. And, you know, I'd been calling that in for a long time. And then it was like overnight, like, 10 person team was clicked into place. And through this team, really getting clear on my messaging, my ethos. I mean, I've always been clear on it, but now it took it to a whole nother level. And then through all these conversations and in working with my writing coach, all of this really deep shamanic processes came up in this team, business team experience. And so it really culminated to me having to really own the title again, Rockstar Shaman. And so, yes, my handle still remains at I am Allison Charles, but now 
it's a little bit clearer. The rock and star now has a hyphen in between it. So it's rock dash star shaman, Alice and Charles, to really help clarify to people that it's about the way my shamanic medicine and my shamanic mission works. I work on the macro skills of shamanism, which is connecting down into rock, great mother earth, Gaia, Pachamama, receiving and you know blessing and working with her medicines, guidance and teachings, and then rising up and going up into star, source, consciousness, great spirit, Pachatata, father sky, and conjuring and working with the messages and medicines from up there. So it's just been, I mean, this title and name and Instagram handle process has been one of the deepest and most grueling at times and longest. I mean, this process has gone on for years. So to your point of what you said before I shared this story, uh, yeah, it's so much more than just a name. Uh, This work, especially if you walk the spiritual path and you're someone who faces yourself and traverses things within yourself and you know, are in constant state of evolution, these titles and these names bring up so much, especially when you're someone who's always evolving. You always want to do these checks like, where is this name coming from? Does this title align with who I am now? And just so many questions. So it has been a freaking voyage. (laughs) All right. So something that I wrote down as a quote, I probably will be sharing in the Welcome Wired Instagram is, I walk in complete devotional trust. Those are such powerful words that feel very profoundly alive for me, where I am in my experience. And I know for so many people, as we're shifting from 3D to a 5D paradigm on this planet in how we view business, to do business in a way that expands, empowers, and gives abundance to every part of every piece of the puzzle to everyone who is involved. So, you know, I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening feel similarly to you that it's vital to continue on our own personal spiritual evolution for our business to be relevant and feel right and feel aligned. But how in real life do we do that when we do have bills to pay, like you said, when we do have to keep business running, we have rent to pay and all these things. So what was your experience and what were some of the things you learned as you were taking that leap and trusting and walking in complete devotional trust, even though you had to shed old ways of making money, which at the time in August of 2018, when we recorded the previous episode, which is number 15, if anyone wants to refer back to it, you were all about shamanic PR. So walk us through kind of where has your business offering, how it's transformed through your own experience while your personal transformation was happening. Right. So yeah, that podcast, that interview was recorded, let's see, October, November, November, December, December, January, January, February, February. So that was like about six months into this initiatory cave experience for me. And you honed in right away on one of those first biggest pieces that revealed, uh, you know, when, when you heed the calls and walk in that total devotional trust with Source, with Gaia, it's always honored back in the most miraculous of ways because all of our guides and all of these unseen realms, supportive energies are with us and watching, right? We're never alone. And so when you step forward on a hidden path from the slightest of nudge or the, the softest of whisper, you're just always so held and protected, but that's where, you know, that blind faith and trust comes into play. And that's where you have to just anchor into that trust deeper and than ever before or deeper than you ever knew possible. Because ever since I was a little girl, I was always in the spotlight. It started with athletics, as you know, you know, I I was a two-time national champion distance runner. And so I ran my first road race before I was even three years old. And I was in the paper for that. And so literally like, and I was the first, I was born on New Year's Day. So literally from the day I was born, I was in the paper because I was the first baby born in the hospital for that year that I was born in. I was literally born into media and born into the spotlight. And so that was another huge triggering piece for me, just personally 
and just generally lifestyle-wise and business-wise, I didn't even really know what life or reality felt like or existed like without being in the spotlight. And so for me to trust that I needed to shut down that operational way that was the grid, the energetic grid built inside of me, it was completely discombobulating on mind, body, spirit, soul levels in so many ways. But I just knew, and that's the piece that I drop into over and over and over relentlessly again and again and again is, you know, even if a trigger hits or a fear-based thought tries to sneak in, I drop into that lowest belly piece and that's where the truth, the divine truth always resides. And so even when I would get triggered, I'd go deeper and be like, no, keep holding the line, keep walking forward. And the first thing that came in, in me holding the line, moving forward and not reverting back out of fear was these downloads. I was blessed and gifted with these incredible unexpected downloads from Great Spirit showing me these are going to be new expansive like business downloads. We're going to show you these other really unexpected, unique ways that you can share all of your years of expertise being a top radio host and a television talk show host. And, you know, I studied PR and I got my degree in advertising and, you know, all of these things that I had for so many years that had been kind of laying dormant. Because I wasn't giving the talks and the events and all of those outward spotlighty things, they downloaded into me on one of my LA trips, shamanic PR. And for me, while I was laying low, to help others get out into the spotlight, to help other healers and conscious brands get the press and media coverage that I want those kinds of people and brands to get so we can keep birthing this new paradigm. So then that when that download dropped in, I was actually staying at Sahara Rose's apartment And right when it dropped in, we just like looked at each other and it was just this like ping, ping, ping of energy. And I just remember our eyes locked and we just knew something big was being born. So yeah, that was really an incredible ride to, again, I had nothing in place. This again is another example of that complete devotional trust. I had no systems or structure in place. I just... I remember, God, I forgot about this until now we're talking about it again. I remember sitting in my place in Brooklyn after getting the download, flying back from LA to Brooklyn and sitting in my place and writhing in pain one morning. I was like holding my belly and rocking back and forth. And I was just like, oh, and like moaning. And I'm like, what is going on? What is this feeling? And I texted Sahara and I said, "Um, do you happen to be feeling this too? Or, you know, I don't know what is conjuring in me. And she wrote right back. She said, you have to birth the shamanic PR. You're having like labor pains. And I knew that was correct. So I put out an Instagram post announcing shamanic PR with nothing set. And the response was mind blowing. And these are the kinds of things that happen when you walk with God, when you walk in the alignment of your truest expanded divine expression, when you let yourself just be in your truth. And all the response that came in right away from that post, I was getting emails and direct messages saying like, oh my God, I've been looking for this. I need this. And right away, I surpassed the amount of, you know, clients that I, you know, thought I could properly, you know, hold to give them the services I wanted to. So that just took off in a second and was really beautiful for me to have this different branch, this different arm to my shamanic services. It was so beautiful. And yeah, so that was what I did really for the vast majority of that entire time of that two plus year initiatory period. Then I could start to feel about six-ish months ago, I could start to feel that initiatory energy phase go behind me. And I could literally feel the energy system of that initiation period now at my back and starting, I could feel it pushing me forward into a new realm, into a new phase of life. And I thought, okay, 
this phase is starting to come to an end. But I'll just wrap by saying that was another really wild aspect of this journey because with shamanism, you know, you're really like given so many different major tests and spiritual fires and initiations and rites of passage. And for this one, I really truly had no idea how long Great Spirit wanted me to be in this cave. And I just had to keep holding that line for two and a quarter years. So then I started to feel relieved. I was like, okay, wow. I I know I'm a completely different person inside. I shed that old paradigm system from within me that in the big picture, in order for me to completely own and walk my full divine expression and earth mission, that old system had to go. It had to become obsolete and crumble and dissolve with honor. And then the new paradigm system within me to do what I really came here to do needed to get activated, turned on and and born inside. When that happened, that's when I started to feel, okay, it's time for me to step out again. And then that's where just in the last few months, that's when the team came in. And that's now I have my, you know, signed with this incredible publisher and my book and card deck will be out next year. And I'm in a massive full on activation mode, which is the complete opposite of the last two and a quarter years. It's been wild. Wow. So that moment when you felt the spirit sort of pushing you from the back and holding you and telling that it's time to take that next step forward, it's one thing to hear those massive downloads. It's another thing to take action on them. And I would love to get more into that. And and it's another thing to also start receiving confirmations and support of other humans and beings that help us understand what the next right steps are. Can you walk us through what were some tangible actions that you actually took to tell the universe back? Okay, I hear you. Let's do this. I'm I'm ready to find a team. I'm ready to write a book. How did all of that unfold, including finding your team? Right. Wow. Yeah. As you're asking this, I because I really want to offer, I mean, I'm always completely honest in all these interviews and And so I really want to find those clear nuggets to offer to your awesome listeners. And yet, as you're asking me that question, it does feel a bit ethereal. I'm just like, how did all that happen? Just bear with me. You know, I think, okay, it's starting to crystallize a little bit. You already said, basically, you know, what you just said when you asked me that question is an example of those surrender statements that I live by. You communicating to great spirit, great mother earth and the divine, you know, place, wisdom, truth, love, and light that is me and lives within me. Those are the three places I access point from and communicate from and live from at all times. Of course, I have moments where I'm human and ego pulls me and then I have to zip back. But I'm just saying like the rock, the star and the heart, the divine truth in me, that's, that's where I function. And so from me feeling that current, and the pushing from the back, I did exactly what you said. I said, okay, God, great mother earth. Okay. The divine mission that is my truth. I feel you. I'm with you. I'm excited to see where this all goes. Show me the way. And when you communicate like that with these unseen realms, that's the co-creative dance, right? And that's the co-creative relationship and communing with universe. And that's where you want to be. And because that's where you flourish the most. And that's where you can feel truly fulfilled and just totally tapped into your, your power. So from that surrender statement and from that communication, you're always shown the way. And so with the book, it was just like everything finally started to click in because I had been contacted starting three or four years ago by publishers and literary agents and things just weren't clicking in. And then finally, like when everything is, is time to happen, you know, I finally met with my two incredible agents and it just clicked. I knew it was them. And then from knowing it was them in our first meeting, having signed together in the conversation, it birthed the first idea for the book. Then when I went to Bali a number of months later, I was already deep into the proposal process for this other book concept. And I had a feeling something big was going to catalyze when I was in Bali. I could just feel it. So a lot of what I want to share is that it's about letting yourself be incredibly conscious, consciously aware. 
that's really a concrete nugget. The first one that I can offer up is expand out into your auric field and expand out into that consciousness energy field that is all around you and just make a commitment to yourself and to universe that you, because that's the other piece I devote to truth. I lived in denial for so long and I know the pain and anguish and suffering that brings that I also devote to truth. So I say, whatever the truth is, like show me that. And then I allow myself to smell that, to look at that, to feel that. And it's from being in that really kind of hyper ultra sensitive conscious awareness space that you can feel when the old energy system is now behind you and pushing you into a new realm. You can feel that when you're heading to a country or an island or a continent that's calling you, you can hear that call and you go there. And then when you're going there, you can feel that something big is going to shift. It's all about these kinds of pinging communications from letting yourself be connected to truth and consciously aware. So when I got to Bali, sure enough, spirit animal world that I have worked very, very closely with for many years, right from the beginning of my awakening path, they started to communicate to me and they said, you got to shelve that idea. The book with us is the one that needs to be birthed right now. So I emailed my agents praying that they would also be on board. Thankfully they were. And I completely shifted my initial book concept and proposal that, mind you again, I had worked really freaking hard on for a long time, shelved that concept, started a completely new proposal process. And for anyone who has written a book proposal, I mean, at least for me, I've always been a natural writer, but writing a book proposal is a whole nother ballgame. You have to use other gears in your brain. And I hit up against blocks for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm starting this over again. But again, I trusted, I listened, I heeded the call. And I just knew that that proposal became more fun to do because I was aligned with what needed to be birthed. And from that, everything just clicked into place, had incredible publisher meetings. Then the book went on auction and I ended up signing with an incredible publisher that I'm really, really excited about. So that's the first nugget. Let me see if a quicker one pings in really quick so I can at least offer another one. Let's see if it's something with the team. Okay. So with the team, again, it's like you have, it's that also that dance though of like divine feminine and divine masculine. It's the dance of like being and surrendering with like doing and being proactive and taking action. So I had been calling in, I had been aware, like, wow, I really need the support of a team. I had been a one shaman, one woman, one goddess operation for so many years since coming out of the spiritual closet as rock star shaman at like a little over five years ago. I had been calling in a team for a long time. And a couple of times I thought I was getting close and then people, you know, it just it ended up not being in alignment and that person would kind of just dissolve away. And I'm like, oh my God. So Basically, I had been introduced to a couple of people on my team and had known them for a long time. And actually, my PR woman, my publicist, I'd been friends with for, I don't know, probably like at least a year and a half. When it was time for me to come out again, that's where everything clicked in. And it was like, for some reason, after being friends with Carla for a year and a half, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we started having more business-oriented conversations and started discussing working together and her expressing that she would love to represent me and me saying, you know, let's give it a shot. And then with this other woman who I'd known, it just, again, a download pinged in. She had introduced me to this incredible event space in San Francisco. And from that, I messaged her right away. And I said, you know, I don't know if you're open to this, but I feel like if you would ever be open to taking a, a cut, like a percent for helping me align and do some of these other business tasks that I just don't have the bandwidth to do anymore, would you be open to kind of being in a manager role and we can come up with a percent that feels right. Next thing you know, she's like, you'll never believe this. I'm sitting in a cafe discussing this exact business concept with my partner right now. And so I hope I'm offering up a couple of tangible nuggets that are more of this real world, but it's so much though of just being attuned and you get attuned by devoting to spiritual processes and the spiritual path and by devoting to high vibrational people, places, and practices. And the more you let yourself get out of your own freaking way and you quit self-sabotaging and you 
keep devoting to activating more of your light and being more and more consciously aware, that's when you're just like in this one giant miraculous symbiotic operating system between you and universe. And that's where you can get really efficient with knowing what you feel inside, feeling the energies, hearing the downloads, sending that weird message that you think she might think you're crazy, but you get the message back saying, I'm talking about that right now. Yes, I want to represent you. Like that's just how this whole organism works, you know? Mm. The main thing that I'm hearing is something that has been pinging into my awareness so powerfully in the last few days. It's this idea that we should rely less on external validation of our path and more that blind trust, no matter how scary it feels, no matter what our ego is saying in the moment, because ultimately it's not between us and people. It's not between us and our followers. It's not between us and our business manager or even our loved ones. It's between us and the divine. Oh my gosh. Senya, I don't even mean to interrupt you, but like, that just like every topic you bring in and every question you ask me, it's, it's the bullseye emoji every time. That is what I've been saying more than anything in the last few months. I understand that my shamanic mission is different. I understand that to a lot of people that have preconceived notions of what a shaman is, what a shaman quote unquote should look like, of how a shaman should or shouldn't call themselves a shaman, all of these things. I could go on and on about the list of how my shamanic medicine is unconventional, right? Yet at the end of the day and always, I work with God and I align with the communications and the direction and the mission that God gives me. And when I am right with God, I am right within myself. So no matter how many people on the outside are confused or triggered by me or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Like I, I am so supported on this path and I, I get incredible messages all the time about, you know, the, me being the instrument, how it supported them and, and, and helped change their life. But I also know that it's different. And yet what keeps me strong, what keeps me aligned in my center, what allows me to continuously always expand and evolve is the fact that I know I am right with God and I know I am aligned with God and Great Mother Earth. And that is what matters, period. Yes, 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 and yes. All right, so we're talking about that new energy system. We're talking about letting go of old energetic grids and moving into a new way of doing things. What does that mean to you? What does that feel like? What does that look like? And what is it going to take? Oh, man, Oof. hearing you ask that really conjured it. Actually, you, I felt a, an opening in that new energy system inside of me as you even asked that question. So let me just tune in. It was all around my heart, actually. I felt it from my solar plexus span up into my heart. And then I felt this like opening, this like blossoming poof out as you asked. So let's see what's in there. Yes, it's about, okay, it's coming in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some of what it's about is about me putting myself out there an even bigger, brighter, grander way than I was even before. You know, it's just like when you think that you're as kind of bold and courageously expressive as you can get, then you go into the cave for two and a quarter years. And then what you're showing when you come out is like a whole another ball game. And you're like, oh my God, now it's getting like, <laughs> now it's going up to this level. And so, yeah, for me, again, what's, it's about, I'm really getting more highly attuned with any ways that I self-sabotage. And one way it sounds so silly, but it's a good example to maybe help your listeners just keep things in check for themselves. As I notice when I'm about to have a massive up-leveling, my being, the, the human, the ego part of me that is trying to protect me or, you know, thinks that it's better or safer to remain in the known zone, the comfort zone, makes my body crave cheese. 
And I started to notice that every time I was about to massively expand and up level, I would want to order like mozzarella sticks and just like go get blocks of cheese and crackers or order pizza. It was all about cheese, 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 cheese. And when I started to see this pattern repetitively, just one day in the last like couple of months, when that kicked in, my higher self, my truth said, okay, you think you want these mozzarella sticks. I had like the seamless app open in my hand to order these freaking mozzarella sticks. And I thought, okay, what, what might happen if this one time you've been watching this and you usually get the cheese, what happens if this time you get out of your own way, you don't slow the energetic activation by eating this sticky gummy cheese and you let yourself go forward and expand and you don't self-sabotage with this cheese. What might happen? So I put the phone down and I was like, oh God, I really want those mozzarella sticks, but I'm not going to order them. And I kid you not, the next morning as I opened my eyes, actually even before I opened my eyes, I felt this system in me that was so profound and so massive. I had never felt this before. And it was so big that it was almost concerning. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, what is this? And I went and sat directly at my altar and I thought, do I need to phone a friend? Like, this is getting bigger. I'm not sure what this feeling is. It's almost overwhelming. Is this good? Is this bad? I'm like, who sh if I want to call someone, who should I call to like kind of talk this out with? And as I was at my altar asking these questions, God spoke to me and said, you're feeling your full power for the first time. And it was the most profound, powerful morning of my life. And it just sounds so wild that by the simple act, again, of being consciously aware of the ways you distract yourself or the ways you self-sabotage, and then being brave enough to catch it and take the next step to get out of your own freaking way, you just never know what might be born inside of you. And from me allowing that for me to taste and feel for the first time this lifetime, what the truth and the grandness of my divine power really feels like, that changes everything. That literally goes into your being and changes every operational system. It expands you forevermore because you've been in that space now. And so when you do that internal work, back to that internal external piece, which is so freaking key, when you devote to the internal work, that's how your external reality changes. So it was from me not eating cheese that, you know, a lot of this stuff, it sounds so wild, but it's true. A lot of these things, of course, you can't pinpoint like, oh, this project birthed because you didn't eat cheese that day, but large and part in the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So it's just, I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from there, but I have an idea. Yeah. Okay. Go for it then. All right. Nothing against cheese, but. I love this invitation to be with the discomfort. And I know through a recent shamanic medicinal experience of my own that, you know, basically what you're saying is recognize your own power. And it's like, there's so many quotes on Instagram saying, recognize your own power, stand in your own power, own your power and magnificence. But no matter how many times we see it on our Instagram, until it truly clicks in in our being, it's just words. So where I want to take this from here is what role has plant medicine and sitting in ceremony with plants played in your embodiment of some of those lessons? Just tuning in again, because I literally just got back from being in the desert last night and from sitting in two all night medicinal ceremonies. Like I'm still, you know, in that field. So let me see what wants to come out with this. There's a different line of events pinging in and I can feel it. And it has to do with your divine beloved. I don't know if that's coming in for you. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. So, okay. I always teach and believe that like everything I've been saying, it's all about the call. And for many years in my shamanic path, the plant medicines were not calling to me. For a lot of people that have 
confusion around what a shaman even is or what shamanism even is, some people would be confused. How can you be a shaman that's never done plant medicine? Those two things do not necessarily equate and correlate. And so I never forced the issue and I trust it. And I wasn't even sure if at any point this lifetime, the, any spirits of the plants would call to me to work with them. But sure enough, starting, I don't even know at this point, I guess a couple of years ago that those calls began and the first plant spirit that called to me in a very clear way was grandmother medicine, ayahuasca. And it was so beautiful to unite with her and to meet with her and just gratitude beyond measure, the teachers, the indigenous elders and, and masters that I was instantly taken to sit with and immerse with in working with these medicines. And after, not long after grandmother medicine called me, grandfather peyote called to me and I knew there's something, there was something I hate to, some, this is where human words just don't quite work and they're not proper or accurate, but I just have to do the best I can. I knew that something else, something bigger was happening when grandfather medicine came into my life. And the very first time I ever sat with this most incredible, loving, loving, devoted teacher was when I got in back to New York and two dear friends of mine called. It was late, didn't pick up the phone. Then they messaged, text messaged me and they're like, hey, we just forwarded you an email. It's something important. I thought, okay. And then they FaceTime me and I was like, oh my God, what's going on? So I pick up the FaceTime and they're like, hey, open your email. I opened my email. I didn't even read the email. I literally got a transmission from the email in a split second. And I looked back at my FaceTime with them. I said, whatever this is, I'm in. And they said, okay, we'll pack your bag and jump in an Uber in the next five minutes. Come get us and we have to go now. And I said, uh, what? Like, you know, I formerly, whether it's my Capricorn nature or whatever it was, if you want to hang out with me or go grab a tea, I need about a week's notice. Like I need to like, I really need to understand the structure of my schedule and all of these things. So for me, this was already one of the biggest teachers for me to make sure my cat Jelly Bean had enough food and water and to throw, I didn't even know where I was going, Ksenia. I didn't even know what the ceremony was. I just knew I was supposed to be there. And I'm throwing just things in a bag. I'm like, how long are we there for? Do I need to bring a snack? Like, I just, I had no clue. I'm just like throwing stuff in a bag, calling a lift, going and getting my two friends. They jump in and I'm like, what are we doing? Where are we going? And they didn't even fully know. They're just like, we don't know, but we're so called and we were called to call you and now we're all called and we're just going. And they were holding the ceremony for us, waiting for us to get there, the entire group. And my two friends walked in before me, sat down, which left me with literally the last seat in the house. It was a completely filled room. And this one last seat, there was a little built-in like table thing that was like jutting out a bit from the wall that that was my spot. That was my area where I needed to like sit my back against. And it was pushed out a bit from the wall. And I kid you not, I walk in, try not to disturb anyone, get my, I sit down and then I look up and I'm sitting on the altar directly across from the two shamanic facilitators guiding this medicine ceremony. And I'm sitting at the altar with them. I've never met them before. I looked at the woman, then I looked at the man, and I just got this massive surge. And I was like, okay, this is why I'm here. I knew the second I sat there and I looked at this divine, most sacred union couple, that this, this sacred union medicine the grandfather medicine looped me into because it loves me so much and it knew that I was close to being ready, close to, to activating my own personal sovereignty. It knew this medicine was going to continue to take me to being in my sovereignty and, and through that piece 
take me to my sacred union. And I knew it the second I sat down at that altar and looked at them, that it was about that. And so that medicine really played a big role in that two-year initiatory period and trusting. And it was through that period that I fully activated and clicked into, for the first time, my personal sovereignty. And so fast forwarding to present day, I have been friends with who is now my sacred partner, my God, man. We've been friends for many years, yet when we first met, we were both celibate. And so we were in completely different places and we were both in in spaces where we were doing really deep personal inward work, preparing ourselves for everything. And so when we first met, looking back in hindsight, we both acknowledged there was a really deep attraction, but because we're in these different states and devoted to celibacy in these different processes, we couldn't let ourselves fully acknowledge on a conscious level that attraction. It's only been in hindsight that we look back and laugh at all of this stuff. So for the last few years, we've been friends. We've spoken on panels together. He's moderated a panel I've spoken on. I've had him on my show, Soul Reboot. He's had me on his podcast, The Lifestylist. Like we've been friends. We've always stayed in touch. I was just friends with him and celebrating him when he actually came out of his celibacy and got his first girlfriend. Like I was at one point giving him some advice. It's just all this stuff is so trippy to look back on. And we came to the last few months, I got clear that my full-time move to LA was happening. And I was, I was heading out here. I always let him know when I'm in town in case we want to catch up. And he said, what are you coming into town for? And I said, nothing. Like I'm not filming anything. I'm taking no meetings. I'm coming to activate living there. I'm coming to live for life. And he was like, wow, it's about time. And from me letting him know that I was making this decision to move here, it gave him permission because he had ended the previous relationship at this point. So when we met up, he let me know that he had always been attracted to me and always had this deep interest. But I lived across the country, you know, and so that was a block for him in letting me know. And when he let me know, he said, did you know this? And I was kind of gobsmacked. I'm like sitting in this hotel lobby holding on his, to his dog as he's telling me this. And he's so, he's the most beautiful person I've ever met. He's, you know, being very vulnerable in this chair. And I'm just like, no, I had no idea. And from his vulnerability and willingness to express honestly, that initiated this whole new energetic river for us to explore this whole new current to let divine take us on. And it was not an overnight thing. I was actually quite resistant. Well, we both kind of were in different ways. It was, you know, I didn't want our friendship to be ruined. And it was felt risky, right? Because like we have so many mutual friends and I had already loved him. I had always been telling him I loved him and I didn't want to lose that. And so there's just so many pieces that I was like, oh my God, like how do we do this? I'd never traversed from being a friend over to a partner. So I will end with the big kind of cataclysmic moment, as you know, because I knew my birthday is on New Year's Day. And he checked in with me to ask what I was going to do for New Year's Eve. And I said, I already have my ticket to LA, so I know I'm going to be there for the first time, but I just don't have set plans. And he said, do you want to spend New Year's Eve with me? And I took about five or six days because it was a big decision. It's the start of a new decade. It's my birthday. And it was just a big decision. And I could feel the kind of the gravity of this decision of us both making this conscious choice to start this new period of life together. And it was at a Kundalini gathering. So there's like all these wizards and amazing people there and like all this big, powerful energy. So I sat with it for five or six days. And then when I got clear that I wanted to do it, you know, let him know. And then that night when we were there, you know, doing all of the Kundalini practices and just, it was a perfect way to, to start everything. In between one of the exercises, he came and sat in front of me and he said, you know, I am really excited. I'm going to sit, I'm going to sit with your medicine. And I, I was like, what? You're going to, you're going to sit with peyote for the first time. And he said, yeah. And my first thought was like, well, who are you sitting with? Because you need to really 
just everyone, not him, just him, just like everyone needs to be very, 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 very careful with who they sit with, with any medicines. And, and he said, you know, it's the weirdest thing. I ran into my friend Sanjay yesterday. And the second he said that, I said, wait a second, because I know Sanjay, he's my friend too. And Luke didn't know that. And I said, you're sitting with my teachers. Are you sitting with Vivian and Oscar? And he said, yes. And I said, oh my God, you're, so the medicine Without me playing a role at all or having any involvement, the medicine looped in and called to him and already was taking him to my shamanic soul family, already taking him to the same grandfather medicine family that I have sat with for a long time. And I flew back to New York. I asked him, when's that ceremony? I just wanted to hold space for him. And he said, why do you want to come? Next thing you know, about three days after I got back to New York, I bought another ticket to LA. I was back out here and he and I were driving to the desert together to go sit in this incredible teepee in the middle of the desert. And it was through that ceremony, our first road trip together, that we did this medicinal work together. And it was through the communication of the plant. It told me exactly what we needed to talk about. And when I, it was through me bringing up these three specific points to him that we then in that conversation became a devoted, committed, sacred union couple. And it was all orchestrated by, of course, God first and foremost, but more specifically through the thread of grandfather medicine. It finally, after over three years, brought Luke and I together. It's just so wild. <laughs> when I found out, it's so interesting, a day before you told me or a couple of days before you told me, I actually had Luke come in my dream and visit me. And there wasn't a plot. There wasn't anything. It was just his presence because I'm familiar with him through listening to his podcasts. And then out of nowhere, seemingly this comes out and I had no idea. And I was like, whoa, we're all tapped into the field. We all receive messages at all times. And it's so interesting for me. You know, I smile every time I think about this union. And usually we end the conversation with, you know, some of the things you're excited about in business. But what I'm excited to ask you is, so what are you looking forward to co-creating in this new sacred union with Luke's story that you're in? Oh, thank you for asking this question. It's so beautiful that like this is the first interview that I'm talking about all this with. Of course, it's with you. It's so profound. It's so lovely. Oh, my God. The first thing that just came in, oh, and my heart is so activated right now. It's the fact that for the first time for both of us, we've come together as a couple from a place of wholeness. We have come together from our individual sovereignty and healed wholeness. For the first time, we are not entering into coupledom from the wound. And my spiritual awakening came from my ex-fiance because we were united through the wound, through childhood trauma. And that's what created all the denial and suffering and such deep pain. So to have had that past experience and to have had my divine intervention and spiritual awakening come from that system, fast forward through all of my devotional work, walking this path to now being aligned with this most, he is the most inspiring person and most incredible person I've ever met in my life to now know that he's my partner and he's my boyfriend and to know that we have come together from a healed whole space because of both of our complete committed dedication to the spiritual path and to facing ourselves and to transcending and infinitely growing and evolving. It, it, it is, there are no words. It is miraculous beyond infinity, miraculous beyond measure. So I'm just so excited to see all these. I, I mean, already it's just incredible what he and I have experienced together, the the depth and level of this connection and the laughter. Oh, oh my God, we just laugh all the time. And, and we've both just been through so much. And to now be together and to laugh so much and to have so much joy and to be learning through joy as opposed to pain, it's just the best feeling. I am happier and more grateful than I've ever been in my life. 
And I'm just really excited to see, like I've already gotten, we've both kind of gotten some downloads on how he and I are supposed to be of service together, you know, to serve other people. So, you know, we've already been chatting a bit about different ideas. Like one clear download came into me. I already have the title for it. And it's going to be this incredibly powerful, immersive weekend for people, you know, seeking to align with their sacred union couple. And it's just, yeah, we're already traveling so much together. And, you know, the fact that our first road trip, um, our first two road trips actually were out to the desert to sit and four nights of all night, you know, TP medicine ceremonies, like that kind of says it all right there that it all was born and birthed from that. But um, yeah, I just look forward, you know, because our, our work is really similar and parallel with us both being in media and being hosts and just walking this path. It's just infinite where great spirit can take us so that we can serve and, and live our greatest joys and live our best lives. And it's already so activated and happening. So I just want to give all glory to God and great mother earth. And thank you to grandfather medicine and Tata Wali grand fire for just blessing us and communing with us and trusting us and showing us the way for being our teacher and and bringing us together because I will forever be humbled and just so in love and, and so grateful for all of this. That's just such a complete invitation and prayer of gratitude that I want to leave all the listeners with to remind us all really to just walk, first of all, a prayer of gratitude before we set our intentions on what we want to call in before we get clear on what it is that we want to create through our business, the impact we want to have on other humans we come in touch with. First comes this humble prayer of gratitude, and you said it so beautifully, Ali. Before we wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share? I do want to also thank the spirit animal world for their trust in me and I just want to express outwardly, publicly to them again, just thank you. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for communing with me. Thank you for working with me. Thank you for asking me to be one of your your voices for you. It is such an honor and I promise to always do the best I can to just be in complete alignment with you and be that instrument for you to deliver the teachings and healing properties and communications and rituals and practices that you want me to share with the world on behalf of you through my Power Animals book and Power Animals card deck. Just thank you so much. Yeah, I just, I look forward to all these new fun ways of just sharing all I've learned. And I've got round two of Soul Reboot Spirit School uh, launching soon. I'm not sure when this interview will air, but you know, be on the lookout for that. I, I've done it once before and it was so, so incredibly fun and powerful and successful and life-changing for all the students who enrolled. I created the next round of it. So by the time you hear this, it will either be launching very soon or will have uh, just launched. So you can check that out on my website, rockstarshaman.com or allisoncharles.com. There's a tab that says work with me and I have my course offerings and just different things listed there. So it's really powerful. It's eight classes and every single class has a different guided shamanic journey. You know, I did it all live and you will traverse more parts of yourself and more parts of the unseen realms, most likely than ever before. It just covers so much and it's just all really God guided. Like I said, I channeled it all live and I'm just really excited to put it out in the world and, and see, you know, how it can hopefully serve others. Thank you so much, Allie, for sharing this, for having the courage to trust and for sharing your divine love and your journey with your followers and your community and your peers on social media, I think it really takes some courage and next level trust to do that as well. I'm so grateful to have you as a friend, as a fellow traveler with, between the realms. And I'm very, very excited to witness everything you're creating in person on the West Coast. Yay. Yes. I love you so much from the first time we laid eyes on each other. It was also <laughs> true love for us as well. And I just, yeah, I will always love you and just respect 
your integrity and and the way you traverse earth life and examine and, and your bravery and courage as well. And thank you for inviting me back on and getting that hit because I, I got the hit too, but I didn't want to ask to come back on. And then like, I was, it was like within the same day, I think that you're like, hey, I feel like we need to do round two of interview. I was like, yes, done. Let's do it. So thanks for having me back on Woken Wired. And thank you to the listeners for traveling with me through sharing of my story. Love, Lots of love and light to all of you. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokenWired.com and also join the WokenWired podcast listener Facebook group. It's a private group where you can connect with people who are like-minded and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.